0: Hey everybody, welcome to Death Culture Suggested Reading, a podcast where we read books and then we talk about them. Your hosts are Tanner, me, Tanner Billings, my wife Lacey Billings, and my brother Dylan Billings. We are book lovers, learners, misfits, weirdos, bloggers, meatheads, and uh, we hope you enjoy the podcast.
1: And should you choose to suffer through this hour-long podcast and want more, uh, be on the lookout. We're going to do a three-part series. Today, We're uh, they're all going to be post-apocalyptic novels and kind of explore that genre and what um, kind of the different ways that those types of novels can be written and we're going to kind of compare and contrast three novels. Today we talk about *A Last Babylon. Uh, next we are going to read Anthem by Ayn Rand and then we are going to read The Road by Cormac McCarthy. So be on the lookout for those. We hope you enjoy. Thank you.
0: Let's start it back over. Well, uh, take two. We're about Obviously, no, going this. great
1: for the are we <laughs> the jumping still podcast. the failure podcast the the podcasts about failing it podcast
0: oh uh, should didn't press yeah one. yeah and
1: episode got- two
0: following episode one don't record your podcast. <laughs> It's kinda like when your phone dies in the middle of a phone conversation and you're still and talking, talking to somebody <laughs> yeah. and you're like, Man, this person really is not responding. What are they I doing? Thought I was dropping some gold there. Uh okay, so let's let's go back over this.
1: Okay, so we've been uh we being me, Tanner, and Lacey each read uh, "A Last Babylon" recently, within the last couple of months, and so we were gonna sit down and have a conversation about that and kind of what we gleaned from the book. Um, I would suggest that you read the book before we before listening to this. Not that anybody's going to listen to this, uh, but and also
0: re- the book is a. It's a sixty-year-old book, so if you haven't read it,
1: what's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, Okay, so I think we started off on just talking about what our favorite, what we liked about the book, why we liked it, and um, I'll start it off just because I was the first one recently to read it. Um, And what I liked about the book is it's just, I think. First of all, like our dad grew up in that time, uh, dad growing up in the sixties and seventies, like he, he used to always talk about them practicing uh, disaster drills and stuff, like hiding under the um, under the desk in case there was like a nuclear strike or something, as if a desk was gonna do anything. But uh, so I always liked that the realism of it and um and then just you know are you prepared are you ready uh for something like that
0: yeah uh i like uh i'm i guess like i said you know i've i've read plenty of post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic books uh and you know what I like about this one specifically is it is more of a real situation, something that could actually happen as versus to, you know, whatever an anthem or whatever the, any any of those kind of books that mm-hmm. where you end up really having more of like a, a governmental takeover where you know you're living in this really systematized way of living. I like that. I like the last Babylon because it does um just come across as, as real and so um and, and then and then like Suge said uh it is set in a time that's somewhat familiar you know I mean
2: or personal we didn't,
0: it's, it's personal right. just because our parents uh generation lived through that time and so uh I think it's it's just pretty interesting the other thing that uh, I, I, I liked about it is that uh, Pat Frank uses specific things to that, that period of time. So specific things that were happening. He was a war writer, so he used situations that were feasible, mm-hmm. you know with, with everything that was going on. Oh, one thing about that I did think was interesting is that a lot of the places in that time that were having problems are still. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like it's, the same areas, right? Perennial. It's it's right? like perennial. Yeah. It's, it's yeah,
1: perennial like we never strife and it, in those yeah, same areas. Yeah, well, and it just so goes to show, like, the Cold War never ended. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're still have there's still like this. I mean, it almost seems like it's just bringing it back but the threat of you know what if Russia attacks or something like that it's like a similar you know it's just interesting that not a lot's changed
2: yeah Yeah. um I think for me I never read this book so I didn't read it in high school this is my first time to read it and um and overall I feel like it was a good book like it was good I just feel like I wanted more from it like I wanted I like the I like the realism of it, but I wanted something I guess I wanted to see maybe something bigger change after it happened. yeah, definitely. I'm not really sure i I guess that's I like more of that um a view of if it look it could look something totally different if something were to happen that way, so mm-hmm. um, but overall, it was good. I just feel like I wanted parts. And I also wanted parts of his story to go deeper Mm -hmm. and relationships to some of his relationships or some of the stories to go deeper. But also, it wasn't a very big book. So, you know, overall, I guess the space he had, it was was good.
0: Yeah. So we should, uh, if we're going to talk about it, maybe it would be good for us to give a little rundown, a little synopsis of the book. Um, And, you know, so if you... I guess if you're if you haven't read it, stop. Spoiler alert! Yeah, this this will be a spoiler alert. But so the book is set in Florida, Central Florida ish. Yeah, a fictitious
1: area. town. Apparently, it was kind of like based on where he lived or whatever.
0: Yeah, but it was it's a. But it's it's a just, fictitious it's yeah. Town somewhere. It's like between Orlando and Jacksonville, right? Basically. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so. Um, this town is is fairly small, um, pretty remote. Uh, it's not from from the way he writes it. It's not a huge town. Um, and in the opening scene of the the book, or not not necessarily the opening scene, but kind of the opening sequence after he's uh, after he's kind of set up his characters introduced a few characters. Uh, um, the main character, Randy Bragg, gets a telegraph from his brother, who is uh, a high-ranking officer at uh, Strategic Air Command. Yeah, yeah. Strategic, Strategic Air Command, and so all the telegraph says is, Alas, Babylon, well this is a uh, something that they've come up with over the years that essentially means something really bad has gone wrong. And so, specifically, the last time Randy's brother had been down, this, they kind of worked this out as a code for like, "Hey, we're we're about to go to war," uh, and and war at that time in 1959 meant nuclear war. So, uh, so Randy gets this gets this telegraph, um, and then he gets a. Uh, a phone call or another telegraph from his brother and they meet uh, at an airfield Mm -hmm. and his brother basically says this could happen at any moment gives him some money says go start start getting supplies Uh, my wife and kids are going to be down here in a day and so he uh, he Go, Randy leaves, goes and get the gets starts getting supplies. Um. The story goes to the the Mediterranean, where there's a uh, basically an accident of a, a pilot, a fighter pilot, kind of gets a little brave and uh, blows up an, a munitions train, which sets off World War Three, and so. Uh, flashback to Florida Mark's wife and kids show up um, and basically they prepare for uh, for the war that's coming and, and I, I think it's the first day that they're there they mm-hmm. see the bombs hit yep. in, in uh, South Florida and so uh, so at that point they're kind of cut off from the rest of the world uh, being that they're in a small town their their resources dry up pretty quickly um, a couple other key characters so there's there's Randy who's the main character Helen Bragg who is Mark Randy's brother's wife uh, Peyton Bragg which is the daughter and then Ben Franklin there is um, the doctor what's what's the doctor's name? I should remember it. Anyway, there's a doctor. David
2: something. Dan. 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 Yeah. Um,
0: and then there's there's a few other characters, uh, kind of auxiliary characters on uh, River Road, which is where Randy and them live. And
2: it's just about how they
0: and it's kind of bit together. Basically, yeah, they're, they're, basically the the after it's the aftermath of, of, yeah. of an, a catastrophic event. Yeah. And so uh so with that, all that said um, I think the the thing that I really really like about this story is is the big question that it asks or the big questions that it asks which are are you prepared for this? Uh, and And not just tangibly with you know supplies or whatever but also emotionally mentally are you prepared um i think it con- makes you confront what's important in your life uh if you if you really take it take it that way it'll it'll, it'll make you think about what's important um and then just you know what is it to survive and what is it to thrive uh and and can you thrive in a situation like that i think those are the big to me the big questions that the book really poses um and so i mean that's one one of the things i love about it it's really to me it's a really thoughtful and introspective book
1: yeah i think that's i i enjoyed uh that part about it even i think even in high school maybe in in my teen teen angst days or something i i connected with like all this could change in
2: yeah
1: in a day you know uh so are so what how does that change you does it change you should it change you you know and those were kind of questions that I asked myself after reading the book. And I, uh, that's kind of what got me back to reading it again, was like, I just remember asking myself all these questions from this book. And then I was kind of, like you said, Lacey, it, it's a really short book. Yeah. So I was kind of um, surprised at how much I felt like it had impacted me and made me question a lot of those things for how short and not you know it's not super deep right i mean it's as deep as you want to make it you know how much do you want to meditate and think about these characters lives you know
2: yeah
0: yeah which i think is i mean one of the best things about art right yeah you can it can be it becomes what you want yeah it can be as serious or as trivial as you want it to be.
2: But yeah, but you were talking about the banker.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that uh, that storyline, I, I thought those auxiliary storylines uh, were really, really cool. You know, like the banker, It he goes and, I mean, he realizes immediately that his life is meaningless, and it makes me wonder, you know, how many people in our world are gonna are gonna look around how, how many people have tied their self worth their success um to to money or to the comfort that they have around them to the yeah. things that they have how many people have tied their themselves so much to those things that life isn't worth living yeah after something like that happens how how many people can't Can't consider life after that thriving. Yeah, you know, or have made
1: themselves uh, have considered themselves so, or I guess held themselves in such high regard because of what they do or who you know something about them that in that in that instant is gone. You know what I mean? I think about Mm -hmm. um, I don't know power maybe. You know, maybe not a president, but a lower politician, maybe a a, a senator or something yeah. like that. That maybe considers them like everything around them, like they are really self important. And then overnight, they don't that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. That right. that they that whole system that they built their life around is gone.
2: And then realizing everything that you've invested in. And all that you've invested into it, you know, is no longer Yeah. there.
0: It's just like I was saying, you know, the people like that, I think, I mean, I think he does a great job with, with the banker, uh, putting, bringing it down to kind of like a microcosm of, of a bigger system, you know, yeah. the, cause I think, I think people that are would really have a tough time with that are the, the financial guys because they have... I mean, not to boil it down to just those people because uh, I, I don't know. I don't know them. you know I don't, I don't yeah. want to generalize a, a group of people, but... But the way they get made out and... But, yeah. And yeah, such. I mean...
2: Well, and a lot I of their life like, is wrapped up in what could no longer be... It's going to be obsolete. Exactly. Yeah. And it,
0: it just makes you think about... The fact that, you know, that our whole financial system is based on paper that's backed, not even, not even anymore, but at the time backed by shiny metal. You know, yeah. what, what purpose or use does that have for us as human beings to live and thrive on this earth? Really nothing. I mean, it really none. There's no there's no purpose for it uh, and and you know I guess it's it's just really how you choose to look at the world I mean I think I choose to look at the world in a way that you know that it's all that money is only a means to an end mm-hmm. in the world that we live in yes and if if it were to go away I don't I don't think that I would be that all that yeah. worried about it. Well, and that's that's something I think uh,
1: in the in the book that he shows that's really interesting to me as well because Randy comes from a wealthy family, mm. now, like historically a really wealthy family in this area, yeah. And he ends up being the main guy that kind of is the leader and kind of mm-hmm. the uh, sheriff type guy in the town, yeah. And so I think that's a really interesting point that it's a person by person basis. You know yeah. what I mean? You can be wealthy yeah. and be of substance. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's good. You know what I mean?
1: Definitely. Or, or you can be poor and have no substance. I mean, yeah, either what it's a it's on the the character of the person rather than yeah. The, yeah. But Lacey, you made a really good point about the librarian.
2: Yeah, like the contrast between the banker and the librarian like she was upset because what she always thought was valuable and invested her time in was a place where community could come and also a place where people could gain knowledge and um and just a place for people to learn and she was trying to find ways to make that happen but um it was just interesting even in the 50s that people were already disconnected of of staying rather you know staying in their homes instead of uh getting out to be with the community. And so after this happened, that was the place everyone wanted to be um because it was a place for them to to gain knowledge about things and also a place to connect and have community with people and so really unlike the banker who invested in things that didn't matter, you know, he was gone and here she is, a librarian invested in something and now she's thriving in a situation that typically you would look at and say How are you doing that, you know? And really, that's when she felt alive, or even what she was doing had more of a purpose.
0: Yeah, so she, in a moment, she found purpose, and in a moment, the banker lost purpose. But
2: what I really like is that even before, I think she ultimately knew what she was doing was good and right, and didn't quit, even though it wasn't working out. Does that make sense? And so... Whenever a situation happened, though, because she believed in something and kept doing it, even though it wasn't looking the way I think she had hoped, ultimately in the end, it was the best thing I think the town, you know, or one of the best things the town had. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was something that kept them together the for end. sure. Yeah. yeah, it was a knowledge center.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I thought that part was really cool. The other, the other interesting thing you were talking about Lacey was about the Admiral and, and so we, we kind of going back to the way that Pat Frank was a war writer, you know, Lacey made the observation that he used a lot of, of jargon. So, yeah. you know, military type jargon. And so what, what was it that you were saying that you were really hoping for? Out
2: well, of- I guess I think that goes back to the part where some parts I wanted to dig deeper, but also that's just my personality. I, like a book that keeps going. (laughs) Like, you know, I don't ever want a book to end, and so sometimes I think that's always just what I like anyway because I always want more um, from the characters, and I guess that was what, you know, they gave us a lot about the Admiral and about, you know, him listening, and I guess I was always hoping um, that something would happen from that, you know, that he would hear something special or he would be able to have his hour to shine Mm. to to bring something to the group you know Mm -hmm. what I mean because that's that was something he was good at and something he loved and something that he told the people before he left you know like this is something you need to watch out for you know so I was hoping that that would give him kind of his time Mm -hmm. I guess you know and and um and and also make all of the jargon that he wrote (laughs) you know all the the lingo and the Terminology and all that stuff also make it kind of worth it for me to read.
0: Yeah, but like I was saying, you know, uh, I think what was awesome about that is that he does give you all that jargon and and he has that build up of the admiral. He he has that character there. Uh, only for it to not come to fruition nothing to happen from it and i think what i was the point i was trying to make is like it it's awesome that he gives you that but he also gives you the sense of what they were feeling is like they wanted something to come of that too yeah but nothing yeah ever they still did. had hope and so yeah. it, it just uh i guess you know i guess it just kind of builds to the point where you realize okay this is life now even you as the reader you realize okay this is life now so how do you make it work yeah and does it is it worth working you know there's the there's a the part where uh they're kind of run they're running out of salt which is a, another totally interesting thing that I, yeah i don't think i ever would have thought about uh is running out of salt but as soon as i read it and I don't know why I didn't remember that from the book, from the, you know, yeah. when I read it back when, but uh, but when I read it, it made sense. You know, you, you run out of salt, you do, get, uh, you do get pretty tired, you know? Yeah. And it's so essential to life. Anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, you get to that, that point in the book, and, and I think they're all starting to wonder, is this worth it? You know, why are we... Why are we surviving? And I think it well, just Well not goes even back.
2: that. Can we? Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's even worth it. It's like can we survive? Are we
0: gonna be able to make it? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah,
2: exactly. Anymore, you know?
0: Yeah. And then but I love the turn then when they find the the salt and and I think that they in that moment they they find Their reason, not through the salt, but they remember. Yeah, this is worth going on. This is worth. Yeah, because, because I I mean, I think, and that's that's what's that's what's interesting about it is, I mean, people are still people whether whether we have all of our comforts or not. Yeah, and and so I think that's, I guess. You know, that's what it comes down to. To to me is, you, you continue to ask yourself the question: Is it worth it? Would you want to live that way, and why? Through that whole book is is the question that I asked. Um, and even I, like
2: and when she asked, you know, would you want to have children? Yeah. So it's even that too. You know, would you want to bring?
0: Yeah, something a into child
2: this. into this now world. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because whether I mean in in that situation, that's their world for. It's the world for, for their whole thousands
1: life, their whole life, and the child's whole life. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's what I think. Uh, to to speak to your point, that he kind of builds it up, just to not let you down, but let you find the uh, the other thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what he kind of leads good. you is like. Just like everybody had built their lives up this way, well, look at how these people, you know, they have to choose not, you know, not that the world's going to get back to where it was. They have to accept that and find, you know, their reason in something else, but also, I mean, he tells you at the end, like, that... You know, America won, we, you know, we crushed them. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even a fight. But you kind of forget that that happened in the book.
0: Yeah.
1: Because that's not the important right. thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause, because that's not important to them anymore. Yeah. Whether who won and who lost. It's yeah. just... Living. Do we have enough salt now?
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think what's interesting, like, he sums it up, I think maybe in one of my favorite lines ever uh, but he sums it up pers- perfectly either way how he talks like the last line of the book is, and he turned to face the yeah. thousand year night yeah and it was like in that I mean it's just, there's really no better way to say it no other than that it's like, no it was perfect it's where they're going I mean they're they don't know where, the, where they're going they don't know what life holds beyond the, the front of their face, but... Is it worth is it worth going into that thousand-year night? Yeah. I think in that... I think... At for that him, point... For him,
2: it is. And I think it goes back to what we are talking about. For the banker, it was not. Yeah. yeah. And that's because what he invested in and had was nothing now. Yeah. But for him, it was worth it because he had what? Because he had community, he had yeah. family, he had friends... He had, you know, he had a town that he essentially was over now. You know, he had a reason Mm -hmm. to to care for people and provide Mm -hmm. for people and help people. And I think that's what ultimately it comes down to, you know? Yeah.
0: Which I think it's weird. Like, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking, is the banker wrong for dying, for wanting to kill himself? I mean, to me, yes. But... Is he really? I mean, it, who hell am I to say that he's wrong, you know? Is it more virtuous to, to just end your life when something like that happens because you built it on the financial system? You know what I mean? I'm not... I don't... Personally, I don't agree <laughs> with that, but it's an interesting thought to to ponder on is like well what makes my way of viewing it better than his I mean and I think ultimately if if I had to answer that question it would be because people are way more important than yeah exactly things
1: well and you could you can you can always find something to contribute to people yeah to you know to the people around you but I think but I don't even know if it was that deep a uh, an issue for him. Like I don't, I don't, you don't you don't know if he was thinking about the banker was considering the fact that he was gonna be a if he felt like he was gonna be um, leeching off the people around you know with nothing else nothing to offer them yeah. anymore, or if it was just the fact that everything he had built his whole life for was suddenly he realized it was, you know, a house of sand. Yeah. You know, yeah. that it it washed away. Yeah. On and because I guess he
2: had it be he had to confront people, he would had have to have confronted people that he wasn't very kind to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Also yeah, he, that he
2: was pr- very yeah. prideful mm-hmm. and thought he was above and, and but then and it goes back to, you know, which we can hit on this about the whole knowledge and having knowledge and do you had the knowledge, you know, to do to live, you know, if this were to happen, but you know, he would he would not have survived without the help of other people. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So I, it's kind of like he would have had to eat crow, essentially. Yeah, you know, yeah like, and okay, he couldn't handle I it. I need you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really good point that I didn't think about. I I just you know I just almost put ready at face value that you know, well he was just upset that you know money didn't mean anything anymore yeah. but i didn't even think about him because his first losing. stop
2: was way late because you know that was his role he stayed in the bank and so he was staying there longer to keep all the money he had
0: yeah
2: and then his first stop was the gas station and the guy's like where have you been dude Get like gas is gone yeah. it's been gone you know, and then he that. finally was like well i have some in the back and he's like well here's some money he's like i don't need money yeah. I mean, my cashier's, I mean, my, you know, register is full of money. Yeah. He's like, you know, just take it. So immediately you can see him having, you know, to allow people to do for him essentially because mm-hmm. of him not being prepared.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: And so that hits for me, you know, going back, we're talking about, you know, even the library having that available for people to gain knowledge at that time. Mm-hmm. But I think also. If something were to happen like that, it's important for us because we can go and and try to learn that thing, but we're never going to learn everything, nor are we going to be able to do everything that we learn. Does that make sense? So it really makes that time, you having to depend on people who are good at things that you're not good at. Yeah. And that's why community is so important because you all make a whole. Yeah. And that's what Randy Bragg's story. Yeah. You know, he used... You know, the people who the lived Henry's on his land, the Henrys, he used the Admiral, he used Dan, the doctor, you know, they had Alice, the librarian, you know what I mean? There was yeah. so many people who, uh, and then even, what was her name, Liz's Liz. fiance, yeah. her dad yeah. came he and he was a government. mechanic and yeah. he yeah. was able to, you know, invest so much into their little yeah. community yeah. and and that's why I think it's so important for us to have people in our lives because we aren't going to be good at everything, yeah. but the person next to us can be. Yeah. And that's why, you know, that's, that's what, why it's important to have community, especially yeah. during a time like that too.
0: Yeah. And I've, I've said it before, but uh, when modern society breaks down, skill becomes currency.
2: Definitely, You know, yeah.
0: And so if you have no skill in this world, then in that world, you're not you're poor. You're as poor as you can be. If you have no skill, I mean you're just destitute. And so like the banker had no skill other than acquiring yeah. money uh and he did he, he didn't even have the skill which which ran. which,
1: which would have been a skill that he could have used. He could have made deals, right? He yeah. could have helped. He could have helped in, uh, anybody. He could have helped the the gas station attendant. Yeah. It's yeah. not he just didn't take the time yes. to figure out, you know, to look back and say, okay, well, these are the skills that I have. How do I use them yeah. in a new context? Yeah,
0: and, and I think it goes, also goes back to Lacey, what Lacey said about he would have to humble himself, and he'd been so hateful to people yeah. in that world. How could he possibly humble? Yeah, because it would
1: require an entire personality change. Yeah,
0: yeah, which I I think is interesting now that we're talking about it to like juxtapose Randy to the banker because Randy was humbled. Randy had tried to run for office, right? Yeah, and he got completely humbled, completely beat from from one thing that he said. Uh, and so now his skill, which could have been the banker's skill, is not really. There's he doesn't have one specific skill to speak of. Yeah, except that he can bring people together. Exactly. And so that's it's interesting because you know you look around and you see those kind of people you know that that are just skilled at bringing people together and I guess leaders. Yeah. Uh, um, and and that was what he was able to do for the betterment of of his little community, and to a a smaller extent, but still to an extent, his town. Yeah, you know, good. he was being, he was able to bring order because he could bring people together. Yeah, and that was his skill, and that's I guess that's interesting to look at because you know. Had the banker made some different choices in his life, he could have done the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's pretty interesting, um, and I think it, that's a really good point too, though, that you're making, Lacey, is that really community in that in that context is so much more valuable than anything. There's so much that we can do with community. Despite a lack of resources. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even the Admiral, you know, you were saying you were hoping that the Admiral had his moment. Well, he did. Because yeah. he was able to build a sailboat yeah. and yeah. help them. That's true. And that was, I mean, he was yeah. then yeah. again an Admiral. Yeah. You know, he became an Admiral again. and Yeah, that's kind of
2: like what Shook was saying. How you were hoping for over here, like maybe him trying to find something. But at the yeah. end, it really was just... Them finding a resource. Yeah. A different direction, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that speaks to kind of maybe sometimes the way we think is we want something so much more than what's right in front of us when what's right in front of us is more than enough. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know? Well, and, and, but then to think about the librarian, that all she ever wanted was what was right in front of her, right? Yeah. But everything else had to change in order for her to get that. Yeah. Like, you never know when just plugging away at something, the circumstance, just because you don't change your circumstance doesn't mean that other circumstances aren't going to change to make what is important to you important to others. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. And And so, yeah. So that kind of makes you think about not, you know. Do I really need to change something that I'm doing, or do I need to just let other people deal with it until something changes in their life? You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something else that I think's interesting, just talking about the realism of how he writes it is, um, just him showing this several different, um, kind of side stories of. Like, what people attach themselves to during that time. Uh, Like, you think about um, Rita. Pete and And Rita. Pete and Rita, that's exactly it. Yeah, so, like, Pete and Rita with the exchanging, like, all of their groceries and stuff for, you know, jewelry and things like that. You know, just stuff um, that's... You know, of no value in the in yeah. the new order. And
0: it ends up being even yeah harming and, them. Yeah, it ends up poisoning them.
1: Uh, so it's just int- interesting what people cling to, and then like the uh, the drug addicts like breaking into the vet clinic and stuff, or an vet clinic or something, or just, something no, like so just a clinic. clinic. Yeah, yeah, like breaking into all that stuff. Just it's just interesting what. He shows different ways of like what people are going to yes. cling to, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then like you see the river road and they just cling to each other, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And I guess for me too, I, I would say one way, one thing about the book, besides all the deep existential questions that it kind of makes me think about too, it makes me think about... It kind of, I mean, which I guess maybe I've done, I did this before reading the book again. Of course, I've read the book before, but it kind of makes, I, I it kind of even more makes me point my thoughts in the direction of being prepared for something like that to happen. Uh, whether it's physically, whether it's uh, emotionally, or whether it's spiritually however however you want to want to think about it uh i guess for me it just makes me think about you know what what am i doing now to prepare for something like that and not that you have to not that anything like that would ever happen but if it's a possibility why not why would you not be prepared
2: and who were the people most prepared in the story i feel like it was the henrys
0: yeah mm-hmm. and I think
2: it's because they've always had to be prepared mm-hmm. yeah. and they've always had to to take care of their own essentially or take care of themselves yeah. and um so like they were they like. They had to live off of the well, the spring yeah. well. Do You know I me, mean? although it's not yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden now, because of the apocalypse or whatever, or you know, or yeah. The, yeah, you know, the war. Now the water's okay when before yeah. it was too stinky. Yeah. Does that make sense? Or like, and they knew how to raise their chickens, and they knew how to raise their pigs, and they knew how to grow vegetables, and they knew. Yeah. You know what I mean? They it moved. wasn't.
1: It wasn't a really a change, much of a change for, for them. them.
2: You know, and and they already lived together. As a community yeah. and a family, they didn't live. You know, like Randy rag lived in this huge house by himself. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, you see what I mean. So.
1: And they had the they had the old car. Yes. That, that, that they
2: ended up using. Yeah, exactly. For, yeah, for all their their yeah you know, transportation. So it, it was real interesting to me to see, um, and especially during that time and them being you know black that they were able. He was saying, essentially, good things about them, and there was times in the book where he says. Well, we're getting most of our food from the Henry's. Yeah. You know, yeah. what can we give back to them? Yeah. And um but also treating them as a team, you know, in that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that was a sensitive thing while I was writing the book.
0: Yeah. Yeah, then, I mean
2: Yeah, and then you which know I
0: thought it was awesome that he did throw that into the yeah, book too. Yeah.
2: But treating them as a team, but not only treating them as a team, but also saying they're not only a team, but they're actually giving. They're doing more yeah. than us. Yeah. You see yeah. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's not like we're allowing them to be with us. Actually, yeah. we're using yeah. them more. They're,
1: they're 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 keeping. We're the dead weight. In this exactly. Situation, you, you know. know?
2: Yeah. And Enabled and doing the hard work. You know, yeah. like you know, piping it and piping the rest of the houses and and learning from that. So I I really like that aspect of it.
0: Yeah, yeah and I think I think because. Because of the way that they lived before, it just, they were, like you said, they were thriving. Yeah. Because, because of the way they lived before. Yeah. And, you know, I guess that makes you, especially us being minimalist. <laughs> uh, no, but, I mean, really, you know, it makes you think, okay, well, if I live minimally now, then I can live minimally. Yes. In a situation like that, and it's and I, it really comes down to, back to the whole idea of being happy in whatever situation you're at, Good. and being joyful in whatever situation you're in. That's thriving. That's the mm-hmm. that's the, thriving is a tr- is a
1: mindset. That's it's not a circumstance. That's living. Yeah. yeah,
0: and so I mean, yeah, you might be tired at the end of the day, but there's a lot of value in that, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, I think in that way, just looking at, looking at your life and, and saying, well, maybe that's a way that I should try to live in this world, much less an after the day world, so to speak, you know? And maybe I can find more happiness in that. Uh, and I think, and you know, I think there, I really do think that's somewhat of a trend in, in our world right now as people are realizing that maybe we're inundated with too much stuff, too much information, too much technology.
2: You could even say too, too much medicine. Too much And me- I know that might be a hot topic, but like, you know, that in the book it talks about how, you know, medicines he ran out of. Mm -hmm. fast and like the mom died how many days after the day because of diabetes and she no longer could take her insulin Mm -hmm.
1: yeah
2: and you and not that she could help that but do you know what I'm saying is I think not only do we get you know we allow ourselves to get comfortable with a place that we choose to be comfortable does that make sense and I think it's the same thing with medicines that we choose to put in our bodies all the time because it's easier and it makes us comfortable Mm -hmm. instead of maybe dealing with the issue because after the fact those medicines are eventually not going to be there, and what are we using to stay comfortable when really we don't need them? Do you know what I'm yeah, trying to say? Yeah, exactly. So you should be. And like how he had to use other things, like he started using to hypnotize people instead yeah. of anesthesia. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. uh, to do that, and I don't know. So it was just really interesting to me. It's like things you don't think about that you you maybe grab for or reach for or or do because. It's easy, but really, ultimately, how is it? How would it help you in the long run? Yeah, or is in, in easy.
1: Better. Easy is not always better. Yeah. Sometimes, but yeah. rarely.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh. Uh, uh, you want to go ahead?
1: You're good, <laughs> Tanner.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I mean, just like you were saying, Lacey. Uh, I think there were so many things that. Yeah. That they didn't realize were. Things that they were reliant on, and I think that we're the same. We're the same th- way in in our world, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's there's so many things that we rely on that I mean, we who feel so you know yeah yeah so attached to this book for the reasons that we've already talked about. I mean, we even grab for things or use things without a second thought uh, or without even appreciation for them. And that's
2: what I was going to say but it really makes me feel I mean so it can make you feel like ultimately it's just you thinking about and deciding does this something I really need or is this yeah. easy you know so I'm not saying there are things that you need like people do need insulin
1: Yeah. <laughs> do you know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah,
2: trying yeah. to say stop taking yeah. insulin so, but I think of the same way, like when Dan got his glasses broken and then his extra pair were in the bag, Yeah. you know, he's like their only doctor and he can't see it. you know, I wear glasses and I wear hearing aids. And so I think about if something were to happen like that, would I have batteries anymore? Or, yeah. you know what I mean? Would I, like if something were to happen to my glasses, would I have glasses anymore? And then that's a whole different thing for people who have handicaps, yeah. essentially, during that time because yeah. they really didn't address anyone. Did they?
0: Besides Dan, no. Besides
2: Dan, who needed glasses? Yes. You know, there was really no one. Who, that's interesting. I didn't even who, think about Who that. really had um, a severe issue? I guess that had to. They had to accommodate for. Yeah. So it also makes you look at things and think. You know, I'm. I'm also grateful that. I had those things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that's a good. That's a good point. Uh, maybe something I didn't think about on the other side is is the, the gratitude that you could feel for for the comfort that you do have. Yeah. Because, I mean, we all live in comfort, and it, you know, it is something to be grateful for if, if we have the luxury of it, too.
1: Yeah. Something I think uh, that you were, you know, you were talking about just um, comfort and our society having too too much and feeling too comfortable. I think and I think it's part of the nature of why this book was written and all sorts of stuff, but you know, we don't we don't really under live under the threat. Are we are we still live under the threat, you know, I mean there's still nuclear capabilities by a lot of countries, but uh it's not It's not as fresh as it was then, when this book was written, and even when like our parents were growing up, and so it's not like a constant uh, weight and something that I think they were constantly thinking about and faced with the fact that everything they knew around them could change, on in one day. Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of times we don't believe that this the world around us, the way we think it should be, could change and be forever different. You know what I mean? And I just... That's just something that was just a thought I was having. That I think... Like, when this was written, and maybe that's why I like it, is because it was like, they did keep that in mind. That nothing's permanent. Nothing's too permanent.
2: Yeah. And like you had said before, you know, when you're in your teen angst or whatever and yeah. you were reading it you thinking that too that i mean something could change like that yeah do you know what i mean so i think if essentially we should and i ultimately i think it goes back to this the book ultimately is saying maybe we should be in that place yeah not in fear but be in that place so that one we can be grateful for the things that we have but also be in the pl- in that place because two being prepared for, you know, what could
0: happen, essentially. And I I wonder, just because they partially, maybe, I've lived this way for a long time. Uh, I mean, probably even, even more, I've even had it more on my mind more recently, before I read this book, but more recently. Uh... But I wonder how many people live without that thought. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not making any kind of, yeah, judgments because I don't know. But I wonder just how many people even consider that possibility. How many people even consider that that money money is really meaningless, yeah. or their 401k is really I mean, it might as well be a video game. Or yeah, the, it could be. It could the, be great. It st-
1: could be something that makes your life amazing. Yeah. Or but it could, it could be not there. Yeah. You know? It I could mean,
0: not matter. Yeah, yeah. Or the the stock market, even even more so, a video game. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I just I don't know. I'm, I would be interested to hear who, you know, what people think about that. I mean, I you know I know there's preppers out there, and that's kind of a, a movement. But you know what? Sometimes I wonder what those people's thought is too. Uh, I, I mean, I gotta assume that they're they're thinking this could all go away. Uh, but sometimes I wonder if they're just doing it for the sake of prepping. You know?
1: Or if it's just something that, fun to think about, you know, we yeah. we've gotten into that conversation a hundred times about what what are you gonna do, where are you gonna go, yeah? If something goes down, because yeah, I think just as humans, it's our nature to like want to be fantastic sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, you know, thinking in fantasies, you know, yeah. uh, and maybe that's where they're at. I don't know. Yeah.
2: But I think as people as a whole, if we were to treat it like that, you know, like the day or like, you know, last Babylon, and we would, and and we would look at the examples of the banker and the librarian and Randy Braggs and the community. When I, Go.
1: Sorry. No. I forgot about the uh, telegraph lady.
2: Yeah, Florence. Yeah,
1: Florence yeah. did, she ran the telegraph station. Yeah. And everybody's like, Telegraphs. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like the most important the only form of communication. communication. Yeah. yeah, and
2: outreach. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyways go.
2: Well no, I was just saying ultimately I mean it if we were to think like that, it would determine and dictate and it would change the way that we treat people around us in decisions that we make to invest in now. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. As yeah. a whole
0: yeah I agree I mean I think you know it It just again like I said I've been thinking about this or thinking in this mind frame for a while and then the book just kind of reinforced it but it, it just kind of makes you think about what you know A what's important B what your preparation level is not even necessarily for that but just what is your you know how simply can you li- live or what are you valuing that is it's not really necessary i guess is what i'm getting at is is if you think about the world in the context of this could all go away then ultimately it it's got to lead you down the road of thinking okay if this could all go away in a moment then what really is the worth of it what is fashion worth if it can go away in a yeah. moment what are what is easy groceries worth if it can all go away in a minute you know what are all of those things all of those comforts that we have—what are they really worth? Yeah. If we—if they can all go away in a minute, and so I guess that's the—that's what I'm getting at—is you know maybe a few things that we've talked about is this the reading, the knowledge, maybe those things. That's more important. People is more important than you. Seeking those creature comforts, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, going out and and spending time in nature even is more important than
2: mm-hmm.
0: whatever you're consumed in that
2: mm-hmm. is
0: going to be gone. Just like
2: Peyton tomorrow learned if, from preacher how to fish. Yes, yeah. because he was the best fisherman, and it's because he did it. Yeah, you know, and the and the niece went because she wanted to contribute to the family. Yeah. you know, she went and talked to him and was like what is it, you know, and he was, essentially, he didn't tell her how to do it, but he essentially was teaching her about nature, that, yeah, when you get hot, you want to get where it's cool, they're doing the same thing, yeah,
0: yeah, and so, so, I think that's, that's maybe the, besides all the, the, the thoughtfulness that it's created in me, because even, even to some degree, that thoughtfulness goes away on a day like that, you know, Mm-hmm. To some degree, you lose the time to think about those oh, existential yeah. That, things. Yeah. So, at at the end of the day, it, I guess it makes you you should come away from the book thinking of, thinking about what's valuable, thinking about what could go away, but then actually holding those the things that are valuable, that are actually valuable, that aren't going to go away after that day you should actually be treating them as valuable. And yeah. and the other things and that grateful. are Yeah. the other things that are just comforts. I mean, I, I don't think I mean, we don't live in that world, so we don't have to completely abandon yeah. them, but I think we should see them for what they are, which is yeah. which is ultimately useless.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: or or even look
1: at it I mean, think of it like a diet. Like, most of what you do should be, be eating whole foods. But are you going to eat ice cream sometimes? Yeah. So, like, on un- just know the place of everything. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like, you know, you and I had a conversation maybe a month ago, ago or so talking about, I was like, well, I just realized that, you know, watching television and movies just to know pop culture... Is not going to be useful in the apocalypse. We'll get uh, by with with '90s reference humor. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like
0: Space just, Jam jokes are going to kill.
1: Yeah. Uh, just like know what know what skills would be important to you, or things you would okay. like to do in that, you know, in that yeah. circumstance and then, you know, pursue those things.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: Rather than things that just trap your attention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think at the at the end of the the day, at the end of the book, you know, that's what a good book or a good piece of art or Or what a a creation of some kind should make you do? It should make you um, think not only about the world, but about your life and about yourself. It should make you uh, turn in and really try to understand yourself more. Mm -hmm. You know, understand the world around you more, and and hopefully. Really see what what is valuable and what isn't. I think that's you know, and I, that's why I think it's that's such a great book. And I don't know. I mean, people may like it, people may hate it. I I don't know, but it, to me, it's a great book because it does it asks questions that are very meaningful to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Final thoughts, Lacey. I'm good. <laughs> Painter, I think that's basically
0: book. my final thought. Is just you know, yeah. like I said, I mean, I would, out of course, I would suggest the book to anybody, uh, and and hopefully people read it as not just a story. I guess that's to to tag on to what I just said. You know, you can read things as just a story, or you can look at a painting and it just be a painting, or you can look at. Uh, or you can listen to a song and hear it as just a song. But I would say 90% of the time, the person that wrote that or created that there was something so much deeper and more profound that they were trying to get across to people that they were hoping that you would understand. Yeah. And so I think, uh, to look at, to look at those creative endeavors of other people in that way, and see what it, what it says to you is, is, the best way to honor somebody's, mm-hmm. uh, work in that. Yeah, in their artwork.
1: Well, I think everybody does everything that they're passionate about, hoping that maybe they can make their change in the world. Yeah, and that's that's the way to make a change. Is you. Look at yourself because of what somebody else did.